episode of the JP Hoops podcast. As always, it's your boy Justin Pora coming to you on Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. And as always, the JP Hoops podcast is presented by the wonderful people at Book It Sports. The Book It Sports app, the number one place to join a community of sports lovers to discuss gambling, trade rumors, whatever you want to talk about. This app is for you. Go check out the Book It Sports app. Give them a follow at Book It HQ on Twitter. And if you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, whatever you feel is necessary to show some love to the podcast. Would love to hear from you also on Twitter at jpora 24 at JP Hoops Pod. We're going to have some fun on today's episode. We're going to discuss the importance of draft picks in today's NBA with the trade deadline now a month away. Rumors are getting hot and heavy. We'll discuss a little bit of that. We'll also talk about what the Anthony Davis injury means for the LA Lakers. But first, we have to talk about the number one team in the NBA standings, the number one team in the Western Conference, a team that has won 19 of their last 20 NBA games including a double-digit victory over the number one seed in the Eastern Conference last night, the Utah Jazz. And this is on a night, yes, Joel Embiid did not play for the 76ers, but Ben Simmons, not really known for his scoring ability, he went off for 42 points for Philly, also with 12 assists, not too bad. But the Sixers after dominating the first quarter with 42 points, failed to score 30 in any of the final three quarters of the game and could not come up with a victory as the Jazz got the lead in the second quarter and never looked back. Jordan Clarkson off the bench, current sixth man of the year, no question, had 40 points. 24 from Donovan Mitchell. 20 from Joe Ingles. And this is on a bad night, 0 of 6 from beyond the arc from Bogdan Bogdanovich. And I'm here to tell you that the Utah Jazz are legit, folks. We'll talk about what the Anthony Davis injury means for the Lakers in the regular season. But if he's not going to play until the playoff time, the Utah Jazz look like they're in a great position to secure the number one seed in the Western Conference. 23 and 5. 13-2 record at home in Salt Lake City. And this is a team that works together as a unit better than any other team in the league. There is no team in the NBA that is top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Other than the Utah Jazz, and they are top 4 in each category. And Donovan Mitchell, yes, he's the superstar of this team, but it's not a one-man show. Donovan Mitchell, Monday night, went 9 of 24 and 2 of 8 from 3. And they still beat the 76ers, led by a 42-point performance from Ben Simmons, by 11 points. Quite frankly, controlled the majority of this game. Jordan Clarkson, off the bench, 
40 points in 29 minutes. Joe Ingles, 8 of 12 from the floor, 20 points. Rudy Gobert, defensive mastermind in the middle of the paint. Nine rebounds, couple block shots, perfect three or three from the field. And Quinn Snyder is one of the best coaches in the entire NBA. They work hard on defense, they get good shots on offense, and they play downhill fast. They love scoring points. And look, when you don't have a number one top five player in the NBA, your ceiling isn't too high. But with Donovan Mitchell, who is a top 15, top 20 player in the NBA, Rudy Gobert is a multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year winner. And you have shot takers and shot makers, Bogdanovich, Ingles, Jordan Clarkson. This is as good as you could get without having a bona fide first-team All-NBA superstar on your team. And this looks like the team that will take the number one seed in the Western Conference. And that's something that they need because they really don't lose at home. 13-2 and record. And when you don't have a superstar in the playoffs, you are going to have to give up certain situational leverages. You know, when you go up against LeBron James and a Kawhi Leonard and a Nicole Jokic in the playoffs, you're going to lose a lot of those one-on-one battles. But if you have home court advantage, if you have roster depth, if you have more good players than the other team, you put yourself in a better position when you're losing one-on-one to a particular superstar. And that's how the Jazz are playing this entire season. And I think it is an effective way to play basketball. Top five offensive efficiency, top five defensive efficiency. No other team in the league is doing both in a top 10 clip. For the entire season. And that includes the Lakers while Anthony Davis was there. Who currently are the number one defense. Not necessarily getting it done as well on the offensive side of the ball. Everyone loves the Brooklyn Nets. They do it really well on offense. Better than anyone in the league. But they're towards the bottom of the pack on defense. The Jazz give you both ends of the floor dominant play. And I think it will help them. For sure in the regular season, they look like they're going to secure the number one seed in the Western Conference. And if you can kind of minimize the damage that a LeBron James, a Kawhi Leonard, a Nikola Jokic, a Luka Doncic can do in one-on-one situations, as a cohesive unit, there's not many better teams, if any, better than the Utah Jazz at this point in time. Now let's transition the conversation a little bit because the Jazz, as I mentioned, are a unit of a bunch of very good players. With the NBA draft coming up, excuse me, the NBA trade deadline coming up, there's going to be a lot of talks of, oh, how much can you give up for a superstar in this league or a very good player? And you think, how much do draft picks really matter in today's NBA? I'm going to give you the standings right now, one through eight, and the two best players on each team, where they were drafted, and an honorable mention for each conference. And you guys tell me how much do these 
high-level first-round draft picks really matter in today's NBA. You look at the Utah Jazz, their two best players, the 13th and 27th pick, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. The Lakers, two number one overall picks. The Clippers, 10th and 15th pick, Kawhi and Paul George. The Suns, fourth overall, 13th overall, CP3, Devin Booker, of course, DeAndre Ayton, also a number one pick. The Portland Trailblazers, 6th and 10th overall pick, Lillard McCollum, both from small mid-major schools. The Spurs, in 6th place, 9th and 29th, DeMar DeRozan, DeJounte Murray. 7th, the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, the 41st pick in the NBA draft, Jamal Murray 7th. And the Warriors, kind of hard to, you know, <laughs> determine who the number 2 is. Curry was picked 7th. Clay Thompson not playing this year, an 11th round pick. Draymond was a 7th round pick. Excuse me, Clay, the 11th overall. Uh, Kelly Oubre was the 15th pick. Andrew Wiggins was the first pick. So, you know, and honorable mention, Dallas Mavericks. 3rd and 4th overall, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis. Now look at the Eastern Conference. Philly, the 1st and 3rd overall picks. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. The Bucks, completely different side of the coin. 15th and 39th overall picks in Giannis and Chris Middleton. The Nets flipped the coin over again. First, second, third overall pick, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Celtics, two third round, uh, third overall picks, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Indiana Pacers, 11th overall pick and 36th second round pick, Malcolm Brogdon. And then Zabonis was picked 11th. The Knicks... The Knicks chilling in the playoffs right now. Sixth overall in the East. Seventh overall, third overall pick. Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. The Hornets, Gordon Hayward was the ninth pick. LaMelo Ball, the third pick. And the Raptors, nobody was taken in the top 20 who means something to this team. Kyle Lowry, 26. Pascal Siakam, 27th. Fred Van Vliet went undrafted. Honorable mention. Last year's Eastern Conference champions, the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler taken 30th, and Bam Adebayo taken 14th. What does all of that mean? NBA draft picks and the NBA draft as a whole is a crapshoot. It doesn't matter where you're drafting. It matters how you're drafting. You draft for position need. You take best player available. It's all about scouting. And more often than not, Really good players fall in the draft just because of lack of exposure. Whatever the case may be, if you draft well, you will get good players no matter where you are in the draft. And yes, the Lakers go out, free agency, trade, they get LeBron and Anthony Davis. And the Nets, same thing, they get KD and Kyrie together in free agency, trade for James Harden. Those are the outliers. And the 76ers and Celtics draft well with their high picks. Get Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. But other than that, look at the Jazz right now. Outside of the top 10, their top two players. The Bucks, outside of the top 10, their best two players. The Toronto Raptors, yeah, Kawhi Leonard was, when he was drafted, the 15th pick in the draft. And other than that, with the Toronto Raptors that won the NBA championship in 2019, used an undrafted guard in Fred VanVleet, 26th overall pick Kyle Lowry, 27th overall pick Pascal Siakam. 
The NBA draft is a crapshoot. There are no guarantees. I had to debate if Andrew Wiggins was a top three player on his team and he was a former number one overall pick. Giannis was picked 15th in a draft where Anthony Bennett was taken first. Anthony Bennett is nowhere near the NBA right now. And the only memorable player in that draft along with Giannis was the second pick, Victor Oladipo. Then 3 through 14, who cares? And then you have Giannis Antetokounmpo at 15. It's about scouting. It's about how you draft, not where you draft. So we look at Brooklyn when they did the massive trade for James Harden, gave up at maximum eight first-round picks. Does it really matter? Because you have a guaranteed superstar. Who knows what any of those draft picks would be? And if you draft well and smart, you could get someone really good to help your franchise in that second round. Look at what Nikola Jokic means to the Denver Nuggets. So, with all this discussion of the draft and the trade deadline, excuse me, the trade deadline coming up, you really have to consider how valuable these draft picks seem to be. And, you know, when you can get a star, go get the star. Because that is what, in the end, is important in this league. All right, let's get to pour one out and uh, have a little discussion about Anthony Davis. So, Anthony Davis was sitting out games for the Lakers. He comes back, plays a couple, and then uh, primetime NBA Sunday night, he re-aggravates his right Achilles tendon. It seems like it's the area around the Achilles that is bothering Anthony Davis, which is obviously a huge problem. You know, uh, Kevin Durant missed a whole season with an Achilles injuries. Many players other than Kevin Durant, basically every player who has come off an Achilles injury has never been the same when you talk about tearing that tendon. So from what I'm able to gather, it seems like the Lakers are going to keep Anthony Davis out until the playoffs, or at least they should. They say he's going to get reevaluated in two to three weeks. He's not going to play in two to three weeks. It's going to be at minimum, I believe, two months until we see Anthony Davis in a basketball game. And I think that's the best thing you could do if you're the Lakers. Because after you won the championship last year, you have made it a point that nothing else matters other than hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy this upcoming summer. LeBron James is not getting any younger, even though it may seem like he is. But you don't want to risk the health of your second superstar on the team by playing these regular season games. Like, what did the Lakers really benefit by having Anthony Davis out there for the first half against Denver in a regular season game? That they wind up losing by 20, who really cares about that, you know? What matters is, when you're in a playoff series against Dallas, against Portland in the first round, that Anthony Davis can give you 30-plus minutes of legit basketball. Playoff basketball. Championship basketball. And if he isn't ready for that, then the Lakers as an organization are screwed. Because you're not going to have that 
championship window open next season or the year after, quite like you do this season. Because LeBron James is playing at an MVP caliber, and he, you can't expect him to do that for the next two to three years. Will he? I can't say no, but you cannot expect that of him just because he is getting to an age where it seems impossible. So if I'm the Lakers, I'm keeping Anthony Davis on the sideline for as long as possible and try to let him get back to the fullest extent of health that Anthony Davis could have. I mean, he didn't get injured last season. It was only inevitable that he would get injured this season for an extended period of time. So let him sit out. If it means the entire regular season, so be it. I don't think the Lakers minus Anthony Davis are going to slip too much. I mean, in the games Davis wasn't playing, LeBron was keeping the Lakers head above water. They're still the second seed in the Western Conference. Only lost seven damn games this season. So keep him on the sideline. Let him do his thing. Let him get healthy and get to 100% if that's what it takes. Let it be months until he sees the floor because these games right now for the Los Angeles Lakers don't matter. Their playoff lines aren't at stake. They're going to make the NBA playoffs without him. They just need him to win these playoff games. All right, let's go to Open the Week, and it was actually something that happened yesterday, Monday, February 15th, in a brutal, brutal, brutal loss for the Miami Heat, who are now on a West Coast road trip. They played the Clippers in L.A. They didn't have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, besides the point. But Tyler Hero at the free throw line, Andre Iguodala coming to check in, and Tyler Hero decides to shoot a free throw. And as he shoots the free throw, as a practice, while the substitution is happening, the refs count the miss. He missed the shot, and Hero's like, whoa, 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 it was just a practice. There was a sub going on. That can't happen. Well, they count the shot. He missed it. Then he gets another shot, and he missed that too. I have never in my, I'm 22 years old, let's call it 18 years of watching basketball, ever seen someone actually shoot the ball for a practice free throw. Once the ref gives you the ball, that is the shot. And everyone who is a Miami Heat fan, who is a basketball fan, looks at Tyler Hero, says, oh, he's going to be great. Oh, you saw him in the NBA Finals? Kid's a star. Kid gets it. Hey, he didn't really get it there. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But for the most part, it's funny. Again, regular season game. But the Heat really need to start winning games soon as they're on the outside looking in of this playoff picture. But, um, yeah, that's a tough look for the kid. He was really upset about it. And, obviously, it cost him because he took another shot after and he missed that too. So, an empty trip to the line. Not what Eric Spolster wants to see. Not what Tyler Hero wants from himself. And in a game where the Clippers were depleted, you're opening a West Coast road trip, take a tough loss against a depleted team, missing their two best players and three of their five best players. Yikes. The Heat uh, really got to figure something out in order to turn things around. All right, let's look at the upcoming schedule. 
He'd have a couple of primetime games this week. Hopefully they could correct some things there. But starting Tuesday night, tonight, Pelicans-Grizzlies on TNT. Of course, last year's top two picks in the draft, Zion Williamson, John Morant going head-to-head on TNT. And after that, the Nets playing the Suns. No Kevin Durant for the Nets. Also, just either way, a very good guard matchup. Kyrie Irving and James Harden up against Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Another good game not on TV. Nuggets-Celtics. The Nuggets starting to get the ball rolling. Had a big win over the Lakers on ESPN the other night. Uh, Primetime, that was the game Anthony Davis got injured. And the Celtics looking to keep pace atop of the Eastern Conference. Wednesday night action on ESPN. Rockets taking on the Sixers in Philly. Daryl Morey welcoming his former team to his new team in Philly. And then after that, the Heat taking on the Warriors by the Bay in California. Other games, the Hawks take on the Celtics. Uh, The Hawks falling out of playoff contention over the last week and a half. And, of course, the Celtics, like I said before, one of the teams in that top half of the Eastern Conference. And then Jazz Clippers, if Anthony Davis's injury is real, top two teams in the Western Conference? Question mark? Jazz Clippers Wednesday night. And then Thursday night, doubleheader on TNT, Raptors-Bucks. Of course, rematch of the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. And then Nets-Lakers, a great star-studded affair. Of course have to mention less so because of Anthony Davis not being there. Who knows if Kevin Durant's going to be there. But either way, LeBron, Kyrie, James Harden, potential finals matchup. Not going to want to miss that. And Thursday, only three NBA games. The other game, Miami taking on Sacramento for the nightcap. All right, that'll do it for me in this episode of the JP Hoops podcast. Brought to you by Book It Sports. Please check out the Book It Sports app and give me a follow at jpora. That's where I am posting my daily NBA picks. I'm on a three of my last four game heater. Don't call it a hot streak, but you might want to tag along if you're into that kind of thing. Because the picks are being pretty good. And you know what? The one that I lost yesterday... An absolute heartbreaker. I lost the over on the Cavs-Warriors game by a literal half point. And it was set. At one point, the live over I checked was 250. And I would have taken the over at that point. But at 227.5, it misses by half a point. Cleveland just gave up against the Warriors. It was devastating. But that's the content you want on Book It. Get my rage after losing a pick. It's all fun and games. Uh, But I appreciate y'all for tuning in, and I'll talk to you on Friday with a new episode of the J.P. Hoops Podcast.